0: There is too much beauty in this world to give up on it yet. It's always too soon to surrender to cynicism. Bring your doubt, bring your scepticism, your downright confusion, even your bitterness. But in the midst of all these, in the centre, wrap your tender fingers round that still bright thread of hope. Feel in your heart that still steady hunger for something more. The vision we glimpse each day, in the rising sun across the rooftops, in the light that spreads across the face of one we love. The look of knowing all there is to know, and still loving life, loving us, just as it is, just as we are. For this hour we come to celebrate, to praise, to give thanks, to refuse to give up to steady ourselves, keepers of hope, brave builders of this still possible world. So come, let us worship together. These opening words adapted from the Unitarian Universalist Minister Gretchen Haley, these words welcome all of us who have gathered on Zoom this morning to take part in our Sunday service. Welcome to members of the congregation, to friends and visitors who are with us live today, joining us from all over the country and I believe all over the world. And not forgetting those who might be listening in via the podcast or watching on YouTube at a later date. For those who don't know me, my name's Jane Blackall. I've been part of this congregation for 21 odd years now and I'm now the ministry coordinator with Kensington Unitarians. And also for the first few months of this year, I'm your ministry student on placement in my final year of training with Unitarian College. Today, I will be co-leading our service with Janine Powell, who'll be a familiar and friendly face to most of you here today. She's a regular Zoom host for us and an all-round pillar of the congregation. If anyone's here for the first time today, special welcome to you. I'm glad you're here. I hope you find something meaningful in the service, something that speaks to your condition. Please hang around afterwards for a chat or drop us an email to introduce yourself if you'd like, that'd be great. And if you're a regular here, Thank you for all you do to welcome all who come each week. Showing up for each other is a beautiful thing and showing up for your own spiritual life is a good thing too. Every single one of us plays a part in co-creating this community, this sacred space we hold together. So whoever you are, however you are, whatever's on your mind and heart this morning, you're welcome in this space just as you are. Please feel free to bring your whole self to church today. As we always say, do what you do need to do to be comfortable this hour, it is always lovely to see your faces in the gallery, to get a sense of the gathered community, but we know for some it will be more comfortable to keep your camera off most of the time and that is fine. Similarly, there'll be opportunities to join in as we go along, but these are very much invitations, not obligations. We hope you'll say hello to us at some point, but it's absolutely okay to quietly lurk with our blessing. So in this morning's service, we will be reflecting on the question to plan or not to plan. In the week when the British government have announced the roadmap for bringing England out of lockdown, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, as devolved nations, of course, have got their own arrangements. But in the week when this news has perhaps begun to raise cautious hopes of a happier summer, we'll be reflecting on the place of planning in our lives. What might we have learned from this past year, a year of much uncertainty and many disappointments? when our plans were repeatedly chucked out the window. What might we have learned about the times when it makes sense to plan and the times when we might do better just to play it by ear? Before we do anything else, I'm going to light our chalice. We do it every Saturday, every Sunday, in fact. We do it every Sunday and at other times when we gather. It's a simple ritual that connects us with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over, and it reminds us of the historic progressive religious tradition of which this online gathering is part. The lighting of this chalice calls us to attention as we focus on its flickering light for a moment. Let us recall the shared intention that it represents to make this a safe and sacred space for prayer and sharing in which we can reconnect with life's depths and our highest aspirations. A community of solidarity and trust in which to nurture and strengthen us for the days of our lives. May this little candle be a beacon that guides the way Lighting us through these still uncertain times and inspiring each of us to paths of peace and justice and love. So let's take a moment to reflect on those joys and concerns we've heard shared all those little windows into the life of the world and our shared human condition and let's hold those joys and concerns and hold each other in compassion As we move into a time of prayer now with some words uh, based on a piece by Linda Hart. Let's each do what we need to do to get ourselves into the right state of body and mind to pray together. Maybe shift your position, get into a prayerful posture. You might want to close your eyes or soften your gaze. You might want to look at the chalice flame. Whatever helps you get your heart in the right place to be fully present with yourself, with each other and with that larger presence that holds us all. Spirit of life, God of all love, in whom we live and move and have our being. As we turn our attention to the depths of this life, the cosmic mystery and wisdom that abides in all that is, we tune into your holding presence within us and amongst us. You are with us always, in our joy, in our sorrow, in our triumphs and when our grand plans fall flat, when all we do just seems to turn to mud and loss. Open our eyes, our hearts, to what is around. In the midst of the struggle, illumine the wisp of truth that resides there too. In the midst of our failures, give us the strength and the courage to see what can be learned to use what we have gathered. That we may pray that unguarded prayer for life without trouble, without worry, without all the difficulties and disasters. Hear the deeper prayer beneath that prayer. That we might sift the events of our days and offer our thanksgiving despite it all for what can be gained, what can be celebrated. If it's only thanks for that which sustained us, if it's only for the lesson in humility and compassion, if it's only for the relief at the end when it's all over. May we be renewed in our search to find the gifts of life moment on moment, that we may live in gratitude, in compassion and in love. And in a quiet moment now, let's look back over the week just gone and take stock of it all. The many everyday cares and concerns of our own lives. And those concentric circles of concern rippling outward to the many lives which touch our own. Let's take a little while now to sit quietly in prayer with that which weighs on our hearts this day. And let's also take a moment to notice all the good that's happened in our lives this past week. Moments of uplift and delight, beauty and pleasure, all those many acts of generosity and kindness we've witnessed. There's still a lot to be grateful for. So let's take a little while longer to sit quietly in prayer and give thanks. amen now in response to popular demand sort of we're experimenting uh with having two hymns in our services now instead of just the one i know it's not quite the same as singing together in person but lots of us do enjoy a good sing-along So our first hymn today continues the prayerful mood. It's Blessed Spirit of My Life, sung for us by the Unitarian Music Society. The words will appear on your screen in a moment so you can sing along, or you might just prefer to contemplate the words and take them to heart. Either way, we'll do our best to make sure that everybody's muted. So if you do sing along, nobody's going to hear you.
1: merit. My friend Steve claims his philosophy of life has finally been simplified to the extent that if it could be expressed in one word, next. Whatever the challenge in his life might be, he wants to be ready to meet it. Whatever he wakes up to, whether in his professional life, relationships, errands or health conditions, Steve wants to have the same poise and balance as a man behind the bakery or deli counter welcoming his customer with a friendly greeting. Next. Next. What bewildering, demanding assignment has life given me to accomplish today? What completely outrageous problem must I find a way to solve? Whether it's a leak in the plumbing, a funny noise in the car engine, or the realization that it's no longer possible to put off paying the bills. I like the idea of simply facing the task that prevents itself all that's required is an open heart, a curious mind, and a willingness to engage with reality. There are, of course, alternative ways to view the world. One of my personal favorites is to hope each morning when I open my eyes that the day will go smoothly. Smoothly being defined as nothing interfering with my pre existing plans, no unpleasant delays, and especially no events that make me aware of my dependency or limitations. If you approach daily life with the expectation that nothing ought to interfere with your own predilections and preferences, you're likely to resist and reject much of what happens. Resisting what is real, fighting with reality, getting angry and depressed with what is, is an exhausting and ultimately losing battle. Reality has a persistent way of showing up on your doorstep. You can waste a whole lot of time wishing reality was simpler, less demanding, but the ever-changing circumstances of this life keep presenting themselves to us. The critical question is, how will we respond? I don't have the temperament or the religious maturity to greet every challenge with peaceful composure, or to delight in whatever is God's will. I don't have the unselfishness or the trust to welcome each new disruption with an optimism that declares this too can be conquered or made workable. But I love the image of someone behind a counter yelling, next, determined to offer what service and talent are available when a new proverbial customer appears. As I get older, I find challenges to get in line and take a number. I fully expect some of the customers will be difficult and some will bring a gracious blessing. Some of the changes ahead will bring astonishing new life. Some will break my heart. And when one challenge appears to have been met and fully addressed, I'm confident that the next challenge is waiting in the wings. Euripides wrote 2,500 years ago, all is change, all yields its place and goes. Then we find ourselves face to face with the mystery of whatever comes Next.
2: Making plans in many ways is something that's universally important to us. So there are numerous quotes with various perspectives about our plan making, from social activist Gloria Steinem's saying, Without leaps of imagination or dreaming, we lose the excitement of possibilities. Dreaming, after all, is a form of planning. To the line from Robert Byrne's famous poem, the best laid schemes of mice and men go oft awry. All writer and cartoonist, Alan Saunders quote, which was popularized by John Lennon and says, life is what happens to us while we are making other plans. As we head into our shared silence section now, I'm going to invite you to remember two occasions when you've made plans. This will be followed by a few minutes of shared silence with our lit candle video. And the silence will be ended by Abby and Rachel playing some gentle music for us. And as always, feel free to follow as much or as little of my words as feels right for you. So, You might want to get yourself comfortable now in your chair or laying down wherever you are, maybe resting your hands in your lap or laying them beside you. And I invite you to take some deep breaths allowing your exhale to be slightly longer than your inhale. Releasing any tension and just bringing your attention here. And if you want to, you can close your eyes or soften your gaze. And as you continue to breathe, allow each breath to relax you a little bit more and to turn your attention inwards. And I invite you to briefly think of the time when you made a plan of some kind, which went smoothly. It could be a big thing like planning an event or outing, or something small, like planning to ring a friend. Whatever that thing was, things went like clockwork. Maybe you even had a sense of things easily falling into place. What was that like for you? Now remember a time when you made a plan, but this time it didn't go according to how you'd scheduled, but instead ended up working out even better. Maybe something like having arranged to visit somewhere and delays on your travel meant you arrived later than planned, but due to this, you're able to catch a spectacular sunset or something else. And I invite you to just allow your memory of this experience to lead you into our time of companionable silence now. I don't know about you, but I love making plans. With my celebrancy work and couples reserving their venue a year to 18 months in advance, there'd be dates booked in my diary reaching far into the future. And previously, when we had services in our church building focused around a monthly theme, Jane, Sarah, and I, We'd meet once a year to sketch out what themes we'd have spanning the 12 months before us. We'd have a plan. We'd have a rough idea of what we'd be covering and where we were going. Our basic course was plotted with various new dates added to the diary in order to meet up again and flesh out the details of our service ideas. And there was a type of safety and security in this. Both we as a team organizing worship and everyone as a congregation could have a firm sense of what was coming next. And then at the start of last year, as we know, came the impact of COVID-19 shutting our church and putting a stop to weddings and celebratory events. Like many of us, I suddenly found myself having to deal with putting lots of plans on hold or abandoning them entirely. As we've all experienced, I'm sure, there have been disruptions to various plans, be they practical, such as Fixing a date to meet a friend at a cafe, only for another lockdown to suddenly be announced, bringing our, atten- our arrangements to an abrupt full stop. Or emotional and mental. For instance, imagining how you and your friend would spend time at the cafe, which is quite a natural thing for us to do. Maybe you'd hope for a sunny day, meaning you'd both sit outside, chatting together, having meaningful conversation, sharing laughter and really enjoying each other's company. And then on the day, the weather's cloudy and rain means you have to sit inside. You both talk about superficial things and your friend is in a somber, not jokey mood. It isn't at all as you envisaged it would be. When things don't go as planned, we can feel many things, even if we understand the reasons why. I'm sure I'm not the only one who's ever felt disappointment, frustration, loss or sadness when plans went awry or annoyance and anger when things were forced to change at short notice. You may have identified with some of these feelings yourself. Over the past year, there's been a sense of collective societal limbo due to uncertainty about when things could happen again and wonderings about if things would ever get back to normal, even a new normal. For some people, this has given rise to feelings of meaninglessness and questioning if there really is any point to making any plans whatsoever. Barbara Merritt's reading we heard earlier provides a potential useful approach to this. In it, she was pondering over her friend Steve's philosophy about dealing with life. I like the idea, she says, of simply facing the task that presents itself. All that is required is an open heart, a curious mind, and a willingness to engage with reality. Barbara Merritt's words there. This reminds me very much of the Zen Buddhist practice of beginner's mind. You may have heard of it before, of approaching a task with an openness of mind as if doing something for the first time. This helps us enter into situations with a sense of non-judgment or expectation, allowing us to be more open to the reality of how things are, not how we think they should be. When finding ourselves caught up in emotional and mental imaginings, we can bring a sense of beginner's mind by stopping ourselves and saying something like, I'll wait and see what it's like, or I'm curious to see what will happen and how it will be. In doing so, we can find that our afternoon with our friends at the cafe is fulfilling and enjoyable rather than how it would have been had we spent our time feeling frustrated and disappointed that things weren't going the way we'd fantasized. We might then be inclined to ask, should we just make no plans? Even with a sense of beginner's mind, plans still have their place. As with many things, it's all about balance. If we live our lives making no plans at all, we can find ourselves going with the flow, ending up in destinations and life experiences which aren't in alignment with our values. We can also feel at the mercy of chance if we just randomly live. Making plans, even just about everyday tasks we have some control over, such as the time we wake up, what we choose to eat, whether to engage regularly with a hobby or learn a new skill at home, helps give us a sense of autonomy, of having agency in our lives and aids us in living more intentionally. Having goals, and working towards those goals, no matter how modest each step achieved, gives us something to look forward to. So is good for our mental well-being, And this helps build our resilience, which is much needed in these times. The more resilient we are, the more we're able to be flexible with our planning. Our church, for example, which has gone through many changes throughout its 247 year history, has also been able to adapt in recent times. Services are now held virtually and the way they are planned has changed, allowing the themes to be responsive, sensitive to what's happening in society and compassionate to the shifting needs of a congregation. As we hopefully now start moving towards COVID restrictions being lifted for the long-term and begin turning our attention to the kind of post-pandemic society we want to be part of, We can use our own planning tools alone or work with others in virtual community to nudge our lives in a direction founded in our ethics, morals, and integrity. And in doing so, help shape a more just, caring, and equitable world for us all. So may it be, amen. We're going to have another hymn now called Those Who Seek Wisdom. It's one which is less familiar to us and we give thanks to the Unitarian Music Society for this recording. Feel free to sing along and the words will appear on your screens and you'll be muted so we won't be able to hear you, only maybe your neighbours. Equally feel welcome to just sit back and listen.
0: Just a few announcements now then. Um, First, many thanks to Janine for that great and timely sermon. Uh, Thanks to Jenny for hosting today, which is a bit more complicated than usual. Thanks to Anthony for the reading and to Abby and Rachel for the lovely music. As ever, there are a number of opportunities to connect with the congregation in the week ahead. We've got our coffee morning at half 10 on Tuesday, always lively conversation, uh, and newcomers are always welcome to that. Heart and Soul, our contemplative spiritual gathering, is on the theme of playtime this week. Um, Just two spaces tonight with me. Friday is already full to bursting, but there are other people running it elsewhere uh, across the country during the week. So, uh, you know, do get in touch if you if you can't book with me. I'll pass you on to other people. Uh, Don't forget, we have virtual coffee time after the service today to chat in small groups if you'd like. Um, But it's not obligatory. If you can bear it we like to take a group photo immediately after the closing music so do stick around for that if you can and we'll be back next week on zoom at 10. Um, it's fine to share the zoom link with others bring your friends that's what we're here for if you are new i've said this before but if you're new please do get in touch to introduce yourself it is harder to get to know people on zoom that's one of its drawbacks so drop us an email or stay for a chat we'd love to get to know you We're planning, yes, planning uh, to start producing a creative congregational journal. Uh, The deadline for the first edition is a few weeks away on the 19th of March and the theme is home. So anyone who's even remotely connected to the congregation is invited to get in touch with any submissions you might have on that theme, articles, uh, meditations, poems, art, photographs. If you've got half an idea and you want to run it past me, please do feel free to get in touch about that. I know you've got my email because that's where you got the link to the service. Uh, and if this first edition of the journal goes well it's something we might do quarterly so we've just got our closing words now and a short piece of closing music from abby and rachel so i invite you to select gallery view once again if you can at this point so that we can all see each other for the benediction and get a sense of our connections in community as we close Our chalice is extinguished, but it's light shines on. Burning within each and every one of us as faith and hope and love. So in the days to come, whatever plans we might make, whatever unexpected plot twists we have to deal with next, may we always be guided by the light of this inner beacon, reminding us of the beloved community we've known here and recalling us to our highest aspirations. Our best selves. May that be so for the greater good of all. Amen.